Well, good evening and welcome to Hosanna. As Pastor Ryan just mentioned, my name is Tony and I just want to say it's an honor to have each and every one of you here. And, and I know that in the room tonight that we have some special people that aren't always in this room with us. And uh, so if you are a kid and you can decide whether you're a kid or not, will you just wave at me real quickly and give me a quick wave, let me know you're there. Awesome. Great. Lots of hands waving in the air. And, and so I have to ask you a, a quick favor. Would you be willing to help me out? Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, we actually have uh, a, a couple of extra guests up here on stage. I don't know if you noticed or not. And um, there's one in particular. She gets really nervous when she's up on stage. And I thought maybe we could make her feel a little bit more comfortable. I want to introduce you to somebody. This is our camel. Her name's Shauna. Come here, Shauna. And uh, she gets really nervous. I'm sure you can tell her face is like flushed and, and she's sweating a little bit up here. Uh, and so I felt we could make her feel a little bit more at home if all of us kids together could say hello to Shauna. You think you can do that? Yes. Awesome. All right. We're going to do it on the count of three. You ready? One, two, three. Look, she looks so much more comfortable. Can you tell? Yeah, no, maybe not so much. <laughs> Well, if you are a, a kid or, or maybe just a kid at heart, we want you to know that here at Hosanna, we, we have this vision to, to multiply the hope and the heartbeat of Jesus. And we do that in a variety of different ways. One of those is through services just like this, but we also do it with partnering with amazing organizations like Hands of Freedom in India, where we're helping build a freedom center that will literally break the cycle of poverty in that country. And so as I invite our, our uh, ushers to come forward to receive this Christmas offering, I just want to say thank you for your generous giving. Uh, I want you to know that you are making an impact not only here, but throughout the entire world. And so we just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, as our ushers are coming forward, I know that tonight is ultimately uh, about the celebration of this birth of this child who came to us nearly 2,000 years ago, where Mary and Joseph would have stood right here next to Dominic, our donkey, and, and would have invited this little one into their lives. Uh, but I have to tell you about a time that my wife and I uh, got to celebrate another birth. For us, nearly six months ago now, we got to invite our second son into the world, and uh, we're really ecstatic about that. And so many of you have been very, very kind in asking us how we are doing, and so I just try and keep it very simple, very short. We are extraordinarily blessed, and we are extraordinarily tired and I know all the parents of young ones said, amen, together. It is a tiring, tiring season. And uh, we, as, as a couple, have, um, we've made some pretty major decisions together. We have planned major events together as a couple. We have bought a house together. But as we invited this second little one into the world, I realized that there was something that was just going to call it marital strife when it came to trying to figure out what to name this second child. And, uh, and I don't know exactly what the naming process looks like in your household, but let me just tell you, this is how we do it in, in our household. First of all, we start with what we think are like the very best names, and we kind of move from there. And so, of course, I suggested to my wife, LeBron James Sconza which I thought was a perfectly legitimate offer, and she didn't like it. And so I said, okay, fine. What about Tom Brady Sconza? 
also apparently not working. Well, y- and you know how this works, right? You, you begin to go back and forth with some names, and of course, she's like, well, I had a friend in high school who had a cat who wasn't a very nice cat, and that cat was named Tom, and so we can't name him Tom, and I was like, okay, that's fine. And uh, obviously, then some friends come alongside of us to help. I remember one of them uh, handed me a book that literally had 20,000 names in it. I was like, we can't come to a consensus or nine or ten names. You're going to throw 20,000 names into it and begin to, to move us forward. Really, really, we really appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, I have to tell you, f- for my wife, there was ultimately really just one name that came to the forefront of her mind as she was uh, naming our second son, and, and, and that was the name Russell. She loved the name Russell. And the only problem with that was that when I heard the name Russell, there was really just one image that came to mind. And this is the image. <laughs> this is Russell from the movie Up. He, uh, he is a wilderness explorer. And throughout this entire movie, he is trying to win, uh, earn his helping the elderly patch. And so the only thing that's coming to my mind is I am going to have a Russell in my life who is going to try and feed me tapioca pudding throughout my entire life. But I was like, I just don't, I don't know that that's going to work for me. And so, uh, again, we had friends who, who came to help. And so uh, apparently there are some well-adjusted Russells in the world. And uh, apparently this guy has done fairly well for himself. This is Russell Crowe. I don't know, he's turned out okay, and apparently there's a couple athletes, a guy named Russell Wilson and Russell Westbrook, and they, they've done okay in life. And so I slowly begin to get my head around the fact that Russell might work as a name. But I'll tell you, ultimately, we decided on the name Russell for our second son. Not because of some famous athletes or, or anything else, but there was a, a true meaning for, for my wife. When she thought of the name Russell, there was really actually just one person who came to her, her, the forefront of her mind. And he was maybe the most gracious, kind, giving person she has ever met in her life. And so when she thought about naming her second son Russell, the person who came to mind for her was her uncle Rusty, who was just one of those amazing people in life, who's gregarious and kind and loving. And so as she decides, we decided to name our second son Russell, it was really kind of a proclamation, a hope, a prayer, even a forecast that our Russell in some capacity would mirror this Russell, that our Russell in some way would bring that same sort of hope and joy and excitement in other people's lives just as her Uncle Rusty, his great Uncle Rusty did. See, for us, names have such incredible implications, such incredible implications on our lives. And that, was, that is especially true for us today, but it was even more true in biblical times. I want you to imagine with me that there was a moment where Mary and Joseph would have stood around a manger like this. And in their arms, they would have held the Son of God, the Incarnation God come down to earth and take on human flesh and bone. And as they held this sweet child, they would have had a moment, an opportunity to name this child. And in a way, forecast what his future would be. And of course, we know what 
he na- they named him. It was, it was Jesus, Yeshua. God saves, God rescues. But there was another name, a, a spiritual name, a nickname. Hey, Dominic. Who would have gone with him. And the name was Emmanuel, which meant God with us. And this name, Emmanuel, would have been descriptive of him, and it would have been prophetic for him. Am I, in, am I in your way? I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. And ultimately, this name, this name would have been Jesus' manifest destiny. And if you have your Bibles, I would invite you to turn to Matthew chapter 1. And in Matthew chapter 1, starting up in verse 18, we see kind of how Mary and Joseph would have decided upon this name and there, in case, forecasted what his life would have been all about. And I have to tell you, this changed everything for Mary and Joseph. And I believe that this name can change everything for us as well. So it reads like this. This is how Jesus, the Messiah, was born. His mother, Mary, was engaged to be married to Joseph. But before the marriage took place, while she was still a virgin, she became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. As he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son. You are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All of this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through the prophet, through his prophet. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. For me, over the margins of this week, which have been rather, rather narrow this week, I've really been thinking about meditating, pondering these three simple words, God with us, Emmanuel. And as I've been thinking about them, pondering them, I really felt like there was going to be something that would come to the forefront. And I actually thought it would be something about God or maybe something about us. But ultimately, for me, the word that came forward was the word with. And I think for many of us, we just overlook the word with, that that we don't truly see the power that is in this word. For example, I don't know that we understand completely the implications that, that the word with can mean to so many of us. Imagine, just for a second, maybe one of the most powerful things a friend can say to you is in the midst of a celebration, a birthday party, maybe a retirement party, something happening in your life. When they say, I'm going to be there, in other words, I will be with you, it could be one of those most powerful things someone can say to you. In a moment when maybe you've lost a loved one or, or something significant in your life has happened, When a friend, a family member, a neighbor comes next to you and says, I'm going to be with you through this, it can just bring incredible comfort, demonstrates incredible love. It has powerful implications. All the kids in the room, just imagine with me if you've ever had a bad dream at one point or another, and you've called out to mom or dad and invited them, told them to come into your room because there was a scary monster in your closet— One of the most powerful things 
mom or dad can say to you is, it's going to be okay. Daddy's here. It's going to be okay. Mommy's here. It's going to be okay. And see, what Christmas is all about is it's God proclaiming to us that he is going to be with us no matter what happens. But he's not just saying, I'm going to be with you is sort of a kind gesture to say, oh, I'm sorry for your loss or good luck in that next season. It's not like that. No, he sent his son to come down to our world, to put on flesh and blood, to walk in our footsteps. In order for him to say a true, I'm with you. I understand your frustrations. I understand what's going on in your life. I'm with you even in that. What I've discovered as I was studying this word with and preparing for this message is that in the New Testament, there's a couple of different withs. There is uh, a couple of different withs that the the authors of the New Testament used, and, and the uh, New Testament was primarily written in the, the, the language, the original language, the Greek language. And I realized that there are kind of two widths that we see throughout the New Testament. The first one is, is found in John chapter 1, where the author of that, that book says that the word was with God. The word was with God. In other words, Jesus was with God in the very beginning. And the word that he uses there is this word pros, to say with. And pros demonstrates for us proximity to each other, the closeness to each other. But more importantly than that, it demonstrated equal footing with one another. But then in Matthew, we see a very different type of with. The word that, that is used here is the word meta, meta, which means not only closeness and proximity, personal relationship with one another, but even more than that, it's to demonstrate and to say I'm walking in your same shoes. I know what it's like to walk where you have walked. It's this idea of meta. One of the best ways I could think about demonstrating this is, for example, if you happen to be a teacher and you meet another teacher, you don't have to stop and explain what it's like to work really long hours, to be very committed to your students. No, why? You don't have to explain that because you are with them. You are meta with them. You know what it's like to walk in their shoes. If, for example, you happen to be a Packers fan, and, and you meet another Packer fan, you know what it's like to be shut out at home against the Minnesota Vikings. Why? Why? Because you are meta. You are with them. You know, you're together in this. You feel it. Packer fans, I love you. To your defense, last night I said, if you're a Vikings fan and you run into another Vikings fan, you know what it's like to feel heartache, okay? Just making you feel all better. But this idea of meta is a powerful idea. It's to say, I know what it's like to be with you, to walk in your shoes. And that is ultimately what God is trying to demonstrate for us. In this season where God sent 
his one and only son, the one he loved the most, the one who would be the hope of the world. He is the incarnation. He came down, he put on flesh and blood, and he walked in our very shoes so that he might be able to say, I know exactly what the circumstances are you're facing. I know the fears, the frustrations, the anxious moments, the stresses, the difficulties that you are facing in life, and I want you to know I'm not just with you in a kind gesture. I am with you because I am Emmanuel which means God with us. But I know, as many of you have experienced, there have been some silent nights, some nights where it has been so difficult. And as you are walking through the circumstances, you have looked around and you said, God, where are you in this? It doesn't feel like you're near me. I don't feel like you're blessing me or I see your favor in this moment. They are silent nights. They are nights that I have experienced as well. And what I've discovered and what I believe Christmas is really all about is that God says to us in those moments, I am always present with you. But you might not always be present with me. I'm always present with you, but you may not always be present with me. I recently had an encounter at, at home that really began to, to bring light to this idea. As I mentioned at the beginning of the message, we invited our second son into the world, and so that means we also have a four-year-old son. His name is Samuel. And unfortunately, Samuel has picked up this uh, genetic disorder that, that I have. It's called selective hearing. <clears throat> It apparently affects 10 out of 10 males, so um, just passing that along. And, uh, and the other day, I, I needed Samuel's attention, and he was watching a TV screen and, and his new favorite show, The Rescue Bots. Kids, any Rescue Bot fans in the room? Anybody? Yep, a few. Okay, good. So he is zoned in to Rescue Bots sitting in front of this TV, and he is just captured by what's happening for him. And I need him to come in the kitchen, and of course, I begin to, to shout, Samuel! Samuel Scones, Sammy J, I need you in the other room, please, sir. Come over here. And of course, nothing. Zero. Like, not even like a turn my head, look, or anything like that. And so I, I do what any parent would do. I pick it up a little bit. Sammy, I really need you in the other room. Please come here. I need you to come in here. And of course, nothing. Nothing. Like, oh, buddy. At this point in the time, I'm literally starting to, to be afraid that maybe the wax in his ears is so built up that he can't, literally, he can't hear me. So I decide I'm going to do something different. I'm not going to take it up another notch. In fact, I'm going to drop it down, 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 down. So all of a sudden, I get down, and I begin to whisper to him. How's it going back there? Oh, you guys are all tied up. Pause, pause for a sec, quick second. Yo, you, you. Oh, come here. You move that way. That way, that way, that way. Okay, sorry. Pausing for a quick second. I love you guys. I love you guys. So back to the story. Back to the story. You guys okay back there? Good. Okay. So instead of yelling at my, my son Samuel to come into the other room, I, I, I drop it down. I drop it down. 
I bring it down to a complete and total whisper. And I look at my, Samuel, my little Samuel and I say, Hey, buddy, I have some candy. <laughs> and of course, instantly, as I began to whisper to my son, he turns to me and he says, What kind of candy do you have, Daddy? Like, I was shouting at you, and you couldn't get your attention. Whisper. I tell you this story because I think in our lives, so often, there are circumstances, there are things before us that claim our attention, that draw our full attention and focus. And they may be some really difficult circumstances. They may be some hardships, some fears, some difficulties that we are facing in life, and they draw our full attention. And in those moments, we, we are looking around, we're asking, God, where are you in this? I need to feel you. I need your favor. I need your blessing in me. And I think so often, he is just three feet off to our right. And we can't see him and we can't hear him because we're so focused on what's ahead of us and we miss what God is trying to say to us. I think in this Christmas season, Whatever you may be facing in life, I believe that he would want to whisper to us. I want you to know that I am Emmanuel. I'm God with you. No matter what you're facing in life, I am here with you. I have always been with you and I will always be with you. There is nothing you can do ever allow my presence to leave you. There's no place you can go that I am not there. I will be with you no matter what you face. I will never leave you and I will never forsake you because I am Emmanuel, God with you. And I believe that when we begin to notice that not only has God always been there, but he will always be there with you. No matter what you may face in life, it is a powerful thing because we are able to walk into the future without the fear and the anxiousness and the stresses that have gone before because we know that he is right there, hand in hand with us, walking forward. That in those moments you feel so alone and so scared, you don't have to be alone. You don't have to be scared because he is right there with you. No matter what you may be stepping into, Christmas is all about the fact that God is with us, always will be with us, no matter what we are facing in life. As many of you know, uh, I do what I would call a little bit of a, a silly thing for, for exercise. I, um, I do this thing called Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, and I get to roll around and, uh, and fight other guys for, for a little bit of exercise, and I've infamously received this nickname, the Pastor of Disaster or the Minister of Defense. Those are the two. And over the few years that I've been training, I've realized that there is really one guy at the school that I train at who is far better than everybody else. He's been doing it since he was like 12 years old. He has a background in special forces, and he is just 
ridiculously good. When he shows up at the gym, I just know it's going to be a bad day. I'm going to get beat up and things are not going to go well because he is so incredibly good at jiu-jitsu. And recently, my school was training to go compete in a tournament. And as we were preparing for this tournament, um, we, we were getting ready and we were preparing. And all of a sudden, we began to find out that, that this gentleman, who's far better than anybody else, wasn't going to be able to join us for the tournament because some circumstances came up in life. And uh, my instructor says there was, amazing, there was an amazing thing that happened. Because we showed up at the tournament, all of our guys, all of our, uh, all the guys who were competing in this particular tournament, they all showed up, and, and we were all preparing and getting ready for this particular tournament, and he said, something amazing happened. Because this gentleman, who was far better than everybody else, apparently his plans fell through, and he was able to show up at the tournament. And he, my instructor said, it was amazing. All he had to do was walk through those doors. He said, each one of our guys just stood up a little bit taller. He said, each one of those guys began to go into their their competitions with just a lot more confidence. What was the difference? He was now with us. And it changed everything for them. Friends. The good news of the Christmas story is that God, who is far stronger, far more powerful than anything we could ever face, is with us. And he proved it as he gave his son, Jesus, Emmanuel, in order for him to say, I am with you no matter where you are, no matter what you are facing in life. In just a moment, we are going to sing a song called Silent Night. And as we sing this song, there is a lyric where it says, all is calm and all is bright. And I know that many of us in this room are probably facing these silent night moments where it feels like God is distant. It feels like he is disconnected. But I believe even in those moments, all can be calm and all can be bright when we begin to notice that he is three feet from us whispering that he will always be there with us no matter what we're facing. And so as we sing this song, and particularly that lyric, I would just ask that you would notice the Holy Spirit who is whispering to you even now. Let me pray for us. Gracious, mighty God, I just say thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That you sent your son, Jesus, this season to be Emmanuel, to be God with us. I pray, Lord, that for every single person who's in this room, Father, that you would show up, that you would be tangibly present in their lives, even now. And Father, we just say we love you. We're grateful for you. Pray all this in your precious and holy name. Amen. Merry Christmas.